0: In our series A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague.
1: The ICC, the world's first permanent international criminal court based here in The Hague, has a new prosecutor. We spoke with Thomas Ferfus the president of the Association of Journalists at the International Criminal Court, training editor at Journalists for Justice and dutch Bass contributor for the last 10 years. We started this interview by discussing the latest news of the International Criminal Court.
0: The third ICC prosecutor won in, Karim Khan QC, a British lawyer of Pakistani origin, and lots of experience, he uh, has been sitting on the opposite side of the courtroom, namely as lead defense counsel for Vice President Ruto of Kenya.
1: It seems that him taking this position was well received.
0: Yes, I mean, uh,
1: with all candidates,
0: There are certain doubts uh, in his case, but it's the problem that he uh, uh, has been lead defence counsel in a case which has not formally ended the Ruto case. If new evidence becomes available for the office of the prosecutor, the case can go on. But on the other hand, he has a very high reputation for his professional and personal integrity. He has also been the president of the ICC uh, Bar Association. And he co-authored a very important book about the ICC. So um, I do think he is a good choice of the state's parties.
1: What is Bensouda's legacy?
0: Bensouda was, or still is, the first uh, African chief prosecutor of the ICC, the first woman chief prosecutor of the ICC. What was good was uh, the fact that she is African could help overcome that cliché that the ICC is a court in Europe that goes um, only after African leaders and African warlords. And she is a woman uh, and she has had lots of attention for sexual and gender-based crimes. She made it one of the priorities of her prosecutorial policy.
1: What is your motivation for your work at Journalists for Justice?
0: one of our main motivations was that it is important that the journalists of the country concerned should understand the ICC so that they can report correctly and passionately about the ICC proceedings about um, their own country. So we first trained Kenyan journalists to write about the Kenya cases. You may know uh, the, the president and the um, uh, vice president of Kenya ended up being charged before the ICC among a few others. We trained Ugandan journalists because one of the leaders of the um, Lord Resistance Army that uh, waged a terrible kind of war against its own population in northern Uganda. Uh, with up to hundred thousand victims, dead people, but also mutilated people, children kidnapped and turned into child soldiers. So when the first LRA leader, Dominic Ongman, had to stand trial in The Hague, we uh, trained Ugandan journalists. Uh, and then you had former President Laurent Gbagbo of Ivory Coast, who was uh, charged, arrested, brought to The Hague. So we trained Ivorian journalists. In Mali, uh, terrible crimes were committed during the Islamist fundamentalist reign of terror in Timbuktu. So, uh, we trained Malian journalists. And um, the Central African Republic, one of the poorest countries in the world, uh, also suffered from years of war. And when the first Central African suspects uh, arrived in The Hague, we we trained journalists from the Central African Republic.
1: What was included in their training?
0: We trained them, of course, um, uh, on the Rome Statute, on the um, procedures of the court, on the uh, special working methods you need to learn, if you cover an international court, as opposed to um, the work you do which some of those people have done at home, when you cover domestic courts. Um, we also uh, use the extensive contacts I have in The Hague to make uh, sure that um, the journalists who are, our gu- who are our guests here as trainees meet all the relevant actors in the judicial process, uh, like uh, the judges, the prosecution, the defense, the legal representatives of the victims, uh, special organs that you will have at the ICC and that people are not used to from their domestic systems, like the Office of Public Counsel for Defense or the Office of Public Counsel for Victims. We can have the meet representatives of the ICC Bar Association, um, of NGOs that follow the work of the ICC, and there are many, about uh, 2,000. We let them meet diplomats of the countries concerned. And of course, here in The Hague, there are uh, lots of academic institutes, like the Asser Institute and the uh, Hague section of Leiden University, where uh, the work of the ICC is very closely uh, monitored, followed and analyzed. So there are lots of interesting people to meet and the uh, visiting African journalists can interview them. And of course, they can also carry uh, in their notebooks back home lists of email addresses and phone numbers that will be um, useful for the work later.
1: What are the main challenges of this mission, training journalists from situation countries?
0: So unfortunately, the lucky ones that can come here, it's, it's small numbers only. Uh, Luckily, we have some donors we have been working with, like the Friedrich Naumann Foundation for Civic Education in Germany, or Free Press Unlimited, or the Dutch Foreign Ministry, or the Municipality of The Hague give us money directly or indirectly, but it is not enough. Uh, Oftentimes, I mean, if you take, for example, the Central African Republic, we could take two journalists here, and for Ivory Coast, two journalists. And for Mali, we had a group of four or five. It may sound like much, but uh, you must see that those countries are often divided. So if you uh, invite Avorian journalists um, to the Gbagbo trial, you must make sure that you invite the pro-Gbagbo and the anti-Gbagbo journalists, because otherwise um, the group would not be balanced. Then in many African countries, there are the state media. Whom you must also take into account. They have limited press freedom, but they may be the biggest source, most important source of information for large, par- large parts of the population. So uh, if you want to reach the population, um, TV and radio is important, especially for rural areas and many crimes the ICC deals with were committed in rural areas, Uh, so if you want to reach uh, that population you must be able to reach radio, and that that will often be state radio, but luckily uh, in many African countries there are also independent free radio stations that that provide coverage and that are quite developed.
1: Well the training of the journalists is an important work, but it's not the only obstacle in the high-quality reporting. What your role as the president of the Association of Journalists at the ICC has taught you?
0: Yes, I'm also the president of the Association of Journalists um, at the ICC. That was founded uh, very soon after the entry into force of the Rome Statute in 2002. And it was founded, in fact, in the press briefing room of the ICTY by journalists who followed the work of the Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia. And there we had had um, lots of problems, Uh, first and foremost, uh, practical problems. And we, of course, also had, especially in mind, the journalists from what they call situation countries at the ICC, which is the countries that the cases and trials are about. Countries tend to get poorer because of the war. So it was difficult for uh, Yugoslav journalists um, to come to The Hague to live here, to cover the trials, except if you were um, a government propagandist. So, uh, the likes of uh, Milosevic, uh, Tuchman and Lisadvigovic would send their propagandists uh, to The Hague, which would then be uh, reporting rather selectively. If the ICTY was misunderstood in the countries concerned, because of biased reporting, it wouldn't be able to fulfill uh, its
1: mission. That is a rational argument. I failed to see how there was not consensus there.
0: I remember when Sense had found the necessary money to have a uh, permanent correspondent in, in, in The Hague, uh, that f- former Hina correspondent, a creation lady, went to the Aliens police, as it was called at the time, for her residence permit and and they, she told about her case. She was a journalist from Croatia and she wanted to come to the ICTY and report about um, the trials concerning Croatia and Croatians. And the police told her, oh, well, your case is not foreseen in the system. They thought about judges who would, could come here from all over the world. Suspects were brought here against against their will even. You could have defence lawyers and prosecutors from America, Japan, wherever. But if journalists from the countries themselves, countries concerned, wanted to come here, it was not foreseen in the system. Have things changed since then? So now the uh, visas are not so much the problem. I mean, short term visas are mostly delivered without too many problems. There is only one situation country journalists who lives here permanently, and that is because the others don't have money. So um, the visa and residence permit problem has been resolved, um, but not many journalists can uh, make use of that possibility because they have no money to come here. And at, but at the ICC now, thanks to our pressure from the association, there is a gigantic press center. It would be big to uh, even accommodate all the journalists who would come for George Bush's initial appearance if it takes place one day. But on a normal day, the press center is almost entirely empty because the ongoing trials are about Africa and those journalists, except for maybe for the Kenyans, but the Kenya trial is over and uh, Ivory Coast journalists also from time to time could come by their own means, but for the rest, it's unaffordable. So now we have a gigantic press center, but there are no journalists.
1: Well, the challenges are still huge, but you strike me as the type uh, who will not give up fighting the good fight. Hence, we're interested in learning more about Thomas Ferfus, the person. Tell me, what is the one item that is always on your desk?
0: The Rome Statute. And why? The Rome Statute was uh, the result of all that negotiating process and um, yeah, people also talked to me about what I had been observing at the ICTY. so maybe for just quite a little uh, I, I also had some input in, in the Rome Statute. In the 1990s the geopolitical diplomatic situation was such as to be able to give birth to something like the Rome Statute. Whereas many people say, when looking at the current mentality in international affairs and international criminal justice is not as generally supported as it was in the 1990s.
1: The timing was ideal and of course you were there to witness it firsthand. I can imagine why this feels so special. My last question for you, Uh, I asked you to bring one photo with a special meaning, I see Uh, There's a photo of you in front of the Peace Palace with one of your colleagues, one of your trainees from a Situation Country. Uh, Can you tell us more about this? Uh,
0: Yes, I mean, uh, for
1: many journalists
0: it is a big experience to come to The Hague, to not only see uh, the ICC with their own eyes, but um, all the rest which is around. Once a Ivorian journalist told me, you know, uh, in my country many people think that La Haye, which is French for The Hague, is the name of the prison. Because they always hear on radio and television that uh, Gbagbo, their former president, was in La Haye. So they think it's the name of the prison. And that made me think that it's a good step forward if the journalists have seen the ICC with their own eyes and met the main protagonists in person. But it is also good that the ICC just did not uh, drop from the sky. Coincidentally, in The Hague, there is a whole whole history behind that because the ICC is here because the ICTY was already here. And there is lots of expertise in The Hague about uh, international criminal justice. And the ICTY was here because the International Court of Justice was here and the Peace Palace was here. Peace Palace has one of the best... Um, Uh, libraries on international law. There was even thought about the ICTY moving um, into the Peace Palace with the ICJ, but uh, um, the building is not big enough. So then they went to that uh, uh, former insurance building in uh, Stadquartier, not so far from the Peace Palace. And the um, International Court of Justice is here in the Peace Palace. The United Nations put the ICJ here as its only principal organ, which is not based in New York because the League of Nations had its permanent Court of International Justice here in The Hague, in the Peace Palace. And the PCIJ uh, was put here by the League of Nations, not into uh, the Palais de Nations in Geneva, where the League of Nations had its seat, but here in The Hague, in the Peace Palace, because the Peace Palace was already here, because it had been built for the Permanent Court of Arbitration. So there is a whole story to tell as to... uh, Why the ICC is in The Hague, a whole story to tell that in The Hague there is not only the ICC which tries individuals, but that there also is the International Court of Justice, which deals with conflicts between states, situation countries that have their uh, cases at the ICC, they often also have cases at the ICJ, like uh, Kenya has its uh, maritime boundary dispute with Somalia. Uganda has its dispute with the Democratic Republic of Congo. So it is very uh, interesting to take um, Ugandan um, African journalists um, not only to the ICC but also to uh,
1: the Peace Palace. Oh, now I want to ask you more about the Peace Palace.
0: I don't know if you've ever been to inside the Peace Palace. The Great Hall of Justice is just impressive. I mean, the ICC is just a functional building. If there were no courtrooms, one would say it's an office building. Um, but the International Court of Justice is in a palace, in the Peace Palace. It is a magnificent building to which um, all countries contributed something or many countries like Italy contributed marble. Germany contributed the gates, other countries uh, contributed tapestry or vases or whatever and the great hall of justice is it's, it's an impressive room I mean uh, all those impressive paintings with of course theme justice and um, the, the the marvelous windows and the lamps I mean it's more than a hundred years old and you can see it
1: a palace as old and glorious as the values of peace and justice Thomas Ferfus took us with him in the world of international criminal justice and the ideals of peace preservation by quality and fair reporting of the court's proceedings. A true pearl in The Hague, the city of peace and justice, this was Thomas Ferfus, a president of the Association of Journalists at the ICC, and Amelene Giola for Dutch Buzz.
0: the international community in the Hague.